Welcome to 30 Minutes from KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Schager. Today on 30 Minutes, we're celebrating International Women's Day and the upcoming 2020 Tucson Festival of Books taking place on March 14th and 15th on the University of Arizona campus. Our guests today are Lynn Weezy Sneed. She is the literary consultant for the Tucson Festival of Books and an author in her own right. We also have local debut novelist Kimmy Eisel. She's a writer and multidisciplinary artist. She's the author of The Lightest Object in the Universe from Algonquin Books, a novel about love, loss, and adaptation in a post-apocalyptic America. Welcome. What can we expect this year? Well, it's our 12th annual festival, and once again, we have over 300 authors coming in at least 15 genres, if there is such a thing as 15 genres. So it's pretty exciting. We start planning, of course, uh, a year in advance, and uh, we get our authors lined up, and then we get our volunteers lined up, and there are about 2,000 volunteers. It's just uh, it's an amazing operation with many cogs, and somehow they all come together for the weekend, Mar- and this year it's March 14th and 15th, and uh, the community really comes out to support us and especially to support the authors who come in from, uh, you know, across the country. What, what do you see as some highlights of the festival? Well, um, I think some of the, uh, definitely the sessions with authors, uh, we have them scheduled uh, about every hour and a half. And usually the panels have three authors. Some have two, some have one. Many of the sessions take place indoors and um, some take place in the tents out in the mall. And all of them are free. So there is a very, very cool app that you can download on your phone and you can see all the authors, their bios, you can see when the sessions are. Um, but we have we have some big authors, for, in, for instance, in Mystery, Brad Thor is coming in and Don Winslow. Those are both um, national best-selling authors. Uh, w. Bruce Cameron, who wrote the Dogs, A Dog's Purpose, which was recently made into a movie. Uh, he's coming in and will do some sessions. Um, and then we have Lori Gottlieb, who is a uh, therapist and uh, wrote a book called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone that's been on the bestseller list for weeks and weeks. So some of these authors were just, uh, well, all the authors were thrilled to have. Um, and then there are vendors, many vendors on campus. We have over 60 entertainment groups from dancers to singers to uh, a character circus. Um, so not everybody goes to author sessions. There's a, there's a lot of other things to do and walk around and see. There's a huge children's section for children's and teens. There's a teen hangout area with couches and um, the children's authors and illustrators who come in have interactive activities for younger children. Um, so there's there's an awful lot to do for families for all ages. Kimmy, I saw your book has been out in the world for some months now. 
How does that make you feel? Oh, well, it's great. I mean, my book came out in July, and um, I'll be at the Tucson Festival of Books this year. So, yeah, it's been kind of a interesting process to go from not having a book in the world to having a book in the world and uh, the excitement that goes along with that and maybe also some of the pressure that goes along with that that I place upon myself. So I'm excited. I, I, uh, I'm excited to, to present at the, at the book festival. I did go on a book tour this summer and I went to about, I don't know, 10 or 11 or 12 cities and it was wonderful to share the book in various geographic locations and with communities from my past and my present and it's been a fun ride. And we always love when local authors like Kimmy come to the festival and and we can support them and get them on panels and uh, introduce them to the community that might not have met them yet. So that's that's pretty thrilling. When did you start writing your book, Kimmy? Uh, I started writing many years ago this particular novel. Uh, it was sometime in the mid-2000s. I think 2005 is when I actually sat down so it was a long process. I obviously did other things in and about those 12 or so years. It took a lot of perseverance. What compelled you to finish the book? Well, I think when you work on something that long, I just never wanted to put it in a drawer. And I mean, I think, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier that that is sometimes what happens is that, you know, it's difficult and it's easy to say, maybe I want to do something else. And Fortunately, I was doing uh, lots of other things during the time, during the years that I was writing, but I really believed in the story. I mean, it's a, it's a love story. Uh, it, it takes place after a major economic collapse and systems failure. So it is a, it's a post-crash book. It's a post-apocalyptic book. But within that, it's, it's a love story, and it's a hopeful look at how we might come together as as people as communities to confront big change and dramatic change and dramatic loss so I think that probably because it was so hopeful I think it pulled me along I also felt like it just kept having relevance even though you know the exact circumstances that the United States and the world was moving through during that that period that I was writing kept changing it still felt like Mm, we're always looking, I think as humans, we're always a little bit fascinated with our ending. And so the end times kept feeling fascinating to me. And the idea of communities coming together to deal with difficulty did not lose interest for me. So that's why I kept going and I was pretty dogged. You're listening to 30 Minutes from KXCI Tucson. Our guests today are author Kimmy Eisel. She's talking about her debut novel, The Lightest Object in the Universe. And we're also joined by Lynn Weezy Sneed, who is the literary consultant for the Tucson Festival of Books, celebrating International Women's Day as well as the upcoming 2020 Festival of Books. Were there surprises in writing your book, Kimmy? Yeah, any project of that length, there are surprises. I mean, I am a writer who I particularly like the way things get revealed on the page. I'm not a someone who plots a lot ahead of time. I did do that in places in this project, but 
I do really enjoy the discovery of what happens when you sit down and when you keep showing up to sit down. Yeah, I mean, one example is in the story, um, there's two main protagonists and the book shifts between their their points of view. And so one is Carson um, and he leaves the East Coast after the collapse and he walks along the railroad toward the West Coast toward this woman, Beatrix, who he has met and befriended and fallen in love with in person, but also mostly sustained over the over email and phone and text and, you know, sort of the way modern relationships happen or can happen. So at one point he comes upon uh, a group of girls who are living in um, abandoned train cars. Most of their story ended up getting cut from the book, but I do remember very vividly the day that they that they showed up on the page and the, that these girls, you know, presented themselves to me and and then I you know I followed their thread and I think I think they ended up revealing other things about the story even though that thread was mostly cut. They helped me get from point A to point B or whatever it was then point C to point D. Since it's International Women's Day, it's nice to acknowledge, you know, girl power. We're also acknowledging girl power on some of the panels at the festival. There, um, there's a panel called "Women Who Rock the Boat," uh, which features Lee Greenberg, Julian Guthrie, and Susan Ware. And Lee Greenberg started the Indivisible Political Movement, um, and writes with her uh, husband. And Julian Guthrie has written for the San Francisco Chronicle for many years and covered Silicon Valley and wrote a book called Alpha Girls, uh, all about women starting in uh, the early years of startups and their roles and what they had to overcome. And then uh, Susan Ware, who uh, writes about history and uh, has written a lot about women, um, her new book is uh, why they marched untold stories of the women who fought for the right to vote. So that panel is Saturday at 10 a.m., and uh, I think that's going to be pretty powerful. There's also one other one, Women Get the Vote, on Sunday at 1130 uh, a.m., and Susan's in that one, uh, and also um, an author named Elaine Weiss, who has an incredible background, written, I think, over 20 books. And she's a Baltimore-based journalist. And um, her work includes Fruits of Victory and her latest, The Women's Hour. And then they're joined by Chris Entz, who lives in Tucson part-time. And she's written a lot of books on women's history, been involved in screenplay writing. Her most recent book is According to Kate, The Legendary Life of Big Nose Kate, love of Doc Holliday, and Chris is a blast. She comes in dressed up in costumes from the 1800s and um, just knows how to play the part. She's very animated, very much an actress, and also a wonderful writer. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that should be good. It is really good to hear about particular panels because there are so many things all happening at once. It's hard to know. If you don't know who people are, it's hard to know what to go to. Right. There is, um, you know, I'd mentioned a couple mystery authors, but there's also so many current event panels. There's a lot of panels related to border issues in a variety of tents, and there are nonfiction writers addressing that, memoirists, poets. So that's a very relevant, important topic at the festival. There's a great panel about the Supreme Court, 
There's also one about the CIA. Jana Mendez is coming in, and she used to do disguises for the CIA with her husband, Tony Mendez, and they co-authored a book. Unfortunately, Tony passed before it came out. Mm. But his experience was the basis for the movie Argo. And uh, they're with Malcolm Nance, who has done a lot with national security and uh, has written many books. Then a, a retired CIA agent is on one of the panels, too. He wrote a memoir. So just kind of fascinating topics. Lynn Weezy sneed maybe you can tell more about how authors get selected, how these panels get put together. Well, that's um, just a fun part of my job. And that job begins almost now for the next year because publishers are printing catalogs. Even now I'm getting catalogs from some of the major publishers, including Algonquin that published Kimmy, uh, Random House, Simon & Schuster. They're releasing their list of books that are coming out in summer, and that goes all the way through August, sometimes into September, so I'm seeing those titles now. We start or I start looking through those catalogs, it's, we don't get our festival date, the university gives our date, maybe late May, early June, so we don't really start sending out invites, though I have sent out some feelers. Mm. So we start putting together the lists, say, for current events or for history, you know, what memoir books are coming out. And uh, then we start working with the publicist, sometimes directly with the author, and send out invitations. And we have to make a proposal, you know, we'd like you to come in and uh, to the festival for two days and and present on a number of panels, how we're going to fund that, or we negotiate with the publisher on funding an author. I think, for me, I sent out about 150 invitations, and about 75 of those authors are coming in. So, And I'm only one person on the book and author committee. We have over 30 very hardworking, very knowledgeable and smart people inviting authors. I work with the different genres, so there may be five people in history or three people handling current events, and we work throughout the year up until about November, uh, bringing in authors and then getting them scheduled. You're listening to 30 Minutes from KXCI Tucson, celebrating International Women's Day and the upcoming Festival of Books. Our guests today are Lynn Weezy Sneed, the literary consultant for the Tucson Festival of Books, sharing some secrets with us, and also Kimmy Isel, writer and multidisciplinary artist. Uh, her debut novel, The Lightest Object in the Universe. Lynn Weezy Sneed, I'd like to know more about what diversity means to you in terms of attracting authors and audience. Well, diversity is absolutely key to the festival. There was a lot of uh, uh, commotion recently about how the publishing industry is primarily white, 80%. And uh, so uh, I have to say, when I look through catalogs, I do see a lot of white authors, but they're in the catalogs. There are also authors of color who have really important books and really important things to say, and we want to hear from those authors. So we take great care in making sure our panels are diverse in all genres. 
Lynn Weezy-Sneed, could you talk more about an example of how you work on diversity at the Tucson Festival of Books? Well, we um, carefully choose our authors and make sure we have representation from different groups. For instance, we have Marcelo Hernandez Castillo coming in, and he is a memoirist but also a poet. Uh, He's on three panels, and one of the panels is about hard times, working through hard times with local author Fenton Johnson and Thomas Moore, who's written uh, a long time ago, he wrote, or 20 years ago, wrote Care of the Soul, and now he's written a book called Ageless Soul. So that's more talking about the personal journey. And then Marcelo will also be at the Nuestra Riesis stage, and he's on a couple of panels about the border issue. Um, One with Peg Bowden, who's Chuck Bowden's sister, who uh, is a nurse and has written a memoir about living near the border, and also uh, Margaret Reagan, who's presented a number of times at the festival, a journalist. So, and then we have uh, LGBTQ panel with Daniel Mallory Ortberg, who has a very popular podcast, and is going to be in discussion with Saeed Jones, who has a marvelous memoir out, and they will actually be aired on C-SPAN, on book TV. We just uh, make a point of, of really trying to have many different voices from many different areas in life at the festival. Can people pitch the Tucson Festival of Books? Oh, that's a great question. Yes, they can. And um, we have self-nomination that opens up in, I think it's August, and it goes through the end of September. And we we diligently go through all those pitches and look at the books and the authors, and we do bring in, in some of those authors for sure. Kimmy, earlier you mentioned that when you started writing the book in the mid-2000s, it was timely, and it seems like the book is continuing to be timely right now as we're all not shaking hands with each other and looking for the sanitizer. Yeah, so, um, you know, part of what happens in this collapse, though, though it, and it, because it's brought on by a number of factors, um, and one of them in, in the fictional collapse in my book, um, The Lightest Object in the Universe, one of those factors is the flu. And so before the story officially opens, there's a, um, there's a prologue that explains that many some of the many factors that are causing this collapse and so you learn the flu and then there are several encounters in the book where some of the characters come in contact with people who are sick so it feels really timely and you know of course we're always we always have flu um but you know a serious um pandemic um you know it's just it is making me think a lot about how we're we are responding and you know one of the main messages in in my book is really about mm, knowing your neighbors and learning how to trust the people around you and I know that that's looks different depending on what kind of community uh, you live in and um and and who, who you are but that really is sort of one of the main thrusts of the of the book and so you know I 
I see that happening around in real life, you know, ways in which people are making plans together or um, talking about how to protect themselves against coronavirus, but also doing that because they recognize that that maybe not everyone will have the same kind of access to health care that they will or um, recognizing the dangers in infecting other people. So taking care of oneself so as to take care of the community that feels uh, like something that's echoed um, in in my novel. And, you know, I didn't, obviously didn't foresee this. And I think a lot of post-apocalyptic works um, have these kinds of massive um, epidemics that can kind of level a society. But then it's like how we respond and what we do with it. So... Where can people find the lightest object in the universe? Well, I can send you to my favorite. Well, there's two local bookstores, um, Antigone's and Mostly Books. Um, both carry it. And then you can also order it um, anywhere that you order books. So do you have hand sanitizers in your book? I don't. Um, there is lip balm in the book. <laughs> um, there's soap. There, they, they, some Some folks make soap. There is also a pretty pretty strong since it is International Women's Day. There's a pretty one. The other I mentioned the male protagonist. There's also a female protagonist, and she's pretty powerful character. And she's an activist, and she really believes in the power of community radio, for instance, in bringing people together. She's always trying to find out what people are good at, and um, you know what skills they can bring to their neighborhood. Beatrix Banks is her name, and I feel like she is someone to celebrate on International Women's Day for her pluckiness and her her active force. Oh, I look forward to reading the book. Did you have a number of publishers interested in it? I had uh, two in the end, and I got an offer from one, and I got an offer from, in my opinion, the you know one of the best ones. So oh, I I've agree been, with that. Yeah, yeah, I've been really happy with Algonquin, and they are really good to uh, emerging writers. They're not one of the big five publishing houses, but they're um, they're an independent publisher, and they but they carry a lot of weight. And their writers go on to do well. Um, Terry Jones, for example, um, American Marriage, her novel is one that most people will have read. And what's beautiful about Algonquin is that they really they're really committed to supporting a writer throughout her career. So um, it's it's that's important to them. Publicizing your work is important to them. Tending to you. I mean, I feel like I just learned so much from my editor, Kathy Pories, in that process. Um, I became a better writer because of because of her. That doesn't always happen. Um, so I feel I feel really grateful. Are you working on a next book? I am. I'm working on another novel right now. I'm hoping it won't take quite as long as the first. <laughs> so another event that we have happening is actually before the festival. We partnered with The Loft. This is the third year. And we are bringing in an author named Erin Carlson, who has written a book called Queen Meryl. Her first book was about Nora Roberts, and this book is about Meryl Streep. So she's coming in, and there will be a discussion starting at 7 o'clock Aaron will be signing books before that, mostly books, is bringing in the books. Um, and Aaron and Jeff Yance will have a discussion about uh, Meryl Streep and what's included in her book. And then there will be a screening of The Devil Wears Prada. So it should be a really fun night. Can I just say what I love about the Tucson Festival books? Of course. Um, 
I tend to go to the festival every year. Sometimes I stay longer than others because it can be quite overwhelming because there's so much going on. And I'm also worried about missing, you know, who am I going to go to? And if I go to this, I'll miss this. But in recent years, I've just decided like anywhere that I go, it's where I'm supposed to be. And I'm bound to hear something interesting and useful. The thing that I love most about it is it's just so many people in one place who care about literature. And it feels like there was a moment in our recent history where, you know, books may have been in question. Like, do people read? Do people want to still hold a book in their hand? And it feels like the Tucson Festival books affirms that, yes, we still read. And yes, we still like to hold a book in our hand. So that's an exciting reason to show up. And also, uh, our profits go to support literacy in the community. And over the 12 years, we've given about $2 million to different organizations. That's great. Many reasons to celebrate the Tucson Festival of Books. You've been listening to 30 Minutes from 91.3 KXCI Tucson. Our guests today have been Lynn Weezy Sneed, the literary consultant for the Tucson Festival of Books and also an author in her own right, and local debut novelist Kimmy Isel. She's a writer and multidisciplinary artist, and the name of her book is The Lightest Object in the Universe, from Algonquin Press. It's available locally and other places where you purchase books. It's a novel about love, loss, and adaptation in a post-apocalyptic America. I'm Amanda Schager. You can find this and all recent episodes of 30 Minutes on the 30-minute program page at kxci.org. There you can also subscribe to the podcast or check out our social media.